0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1152, air date December 22nd, 2022. All right, so we got a bunch of good people here. Good to have everyone. Um, I want to let everyone know, you know, we got back on Twitter since we last spoke, and that was after we wrote a scathing article exposing uh, Musk. I keep using Trump and Musk together. It's re- very weird in the brain. They're almost in the same neural network because that's what they are. Um, the quote unquote the conservatives had Trump for a while, and that brand has gone away. So they've dug up this new guy Musk. You know, but that's why I keep using it. You have to really watch yourself when you do that. Something is wired in the brain to use Trump and Musk together. At least for me. But what I wanted to talk about today, and I think uh, Suresh's video was a great piece, and um, and what comes out today is if you go back and we really look back at something called the American dream or, or America, right? And I don't mean to be nationalist, by the way, to all of you who are outside of the United States, don't take this, but if you just look at all of us as humans and if we start looking at what took place um, you know, around that period, it was, it, was, it was during the period of when the enlightenment was taking place, right? Uh, there was this very interesting phenomenon that took place, this, this thing called America gets created. And what was the notion of that? In fact, the notion of America actually goes back to notions that existed thousands of years ago, which were decentralized, you know, local federalism. Um, there is no king. There's no like God telling a king what to do. And then uh, God goes through the king and then the king tells you what to do. Um, it was all about the notion. In fact, there's a lot of very, very interesting um relationships between classical liberalism of the time, and believe it or not, uh, these concepts that came out centuries ago, even in what was called Shaivayate Hinduism, which was a concept that the kingdom of heaven is within you, it is about you connecting to your creator. It was a very deep, it was a very decentralized concept, and people who study Christianity may not fully understand it, but in the Hindu religion, or it's not even a religion, by the way, Hinduism was basically the people who lived in the Indus Valley, okay? It wasn't even a religion. And if you go look back at the history of those people, they lived one with nature. And so they always connected stuff with nature. And in that model, um, God was in everything, everything, every speck of nature. It, it could be in a rock. It could be in a cow. It could be in a tree. The problem is when Westerners came, they said, oh, these people are pagans, they believe this and this and this, but they didn't understand this very fundamental concept. It was really the recognition God existed everywhere. It was completely decentralized. So how do you control that? Okay. And that notion was embodied in many ways that in if you even look at classical, if you read the works of Marx or Adam Smith or the liberals, it was all about there is a creator and it's you, and you have to have a personal relationship with your creator, period. So if you want to rip away all the layers and go down to some spiritual concepts, and then as a part of that relationship, you as a human being must do the work. You, you have to build that relationship. You have to come up with your disciplines. In the Indian tradition, they call them tapasyas or sadhanas, um, you know, or penances, right? Every religion had something, but it was about you having that direct relationship with this this creator, okay? And many of those ancient religions always felt the kingdom of heaven was within you. Christian religion, Christ talked about it, right? All these religions, fundamentally particularly those, talked about it. So when America was created, it was a manifestation of that in the modern world, that you would have the ability to interconnect with your creator, and that government would not get in the way, and you could... pursued that very deeply spiritual thing. That's why they said these were inalienable rights, okay? It wasn't something that man created, but these are inalienable rights. All right, so one of the things that gave, so that was the first time, and that was a grand experiment in the modern world, different than what occurred in the United Kingdom, different than what was going on in Europe. They didn't believe in the First Amendment in Europe, right? Or at that time, it was a world of kings, whether it was India everywhere, that there was kings And the king had a crown, which gave him a direct connection to God, and you were nobody. And the reason, so they put a king in between you and the creator. You got it? And that king had a direct connection to God, and you would connect to that God to, in order to get to God, you'd have to go through the king. In order to go to the king, you have to please the king. In order to please the king, you'd have to shut the fuck up, and you'd have to give him money. In fact, 60% of your wealth. So this is how all this crap developed, okay? So the American Revolution was basically like, fuck this. We will have something called the First Amendment. We will be able to speak. Right. Utter whatever the hell we want, in fact, against the king. And if the king try to suppress you for that, that would be the grossest violation of the First Amendment. Those called political speech. I could say something against George Washington. I could say something against Thomas Jefferson. I could say something against the secretary of state of Massachusetts. You suck. You deleted ballot images and nothing would happen to me. Right. That was a first amendment had never existed before in the history of humankind. It existed first in this concept called America, which goes back to you having a direct relationship with your creator. That's where it comes from. Does that make sense? So we have to go back to the origin of the origin of the origin of all this. And that was revolutionary. And that grand experiment uh, has been defiled today, okay? And so the notion was that everyone had skin in the game, that the First Amendment said, you have skin in the game, you get to speak, but if you say negative, if you say false things, you can be held for libel. It was about people being unselfish, people coming together and putting skin in the game. That means you just didn't talk, 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 oh, Tucker's gonna do this, uh, blah, blah, blah. No, you had fucking skin in the game. You took action, you took risks, and people had the spirit of the First Amendment, which is about to speak up at the right time when it mattered, okay? And to support the First Amendment, one of the institutions that was created was something called the United States Postal Service. And this is a concept that I have a unique perspective on the importance of this is a guy who created email because in 1997, when email volume overtook postal mail volume, I went to the heads of the postal service. I said, you have to create a public version of social media. You have to offer a public infrastructure for email. And they thought it was idiotic. But the idea of the postal service that Franklin created with others, was to really, independent, of forget the second amendment, which was the right to bear arms, The postal service was a public infrastructure which would allow every human being in the United States to have free speech and free reach, equal speech, equal reach, which means um, Crystal could send an email to Mark, or a letter, at the same price that would cost John to send that letter, okay? And so everyone had this right to free reach and free speech. Think about that. The Postal Service was an amazing institution. Everyone for one cent or one pence could send a letter. And in fact, all the way up until 1970 in the United States. 70 percent of the emails or the letters were political letters. They included Nazis writing letters, Green Party, left, right. You could say, I love Hitler in those emails in those letters. There was no Elon Musk to decide, oh, Kanye West should be thrown off. Very dangerous. So in the Postal Service and the First Amendment was created together this very amazing concept. So you had the concept and you had an infrastructure. And that infrastructure, the Postal Service wasn't owned by the government, it was a quasi-government organization. And they decentralized it. You notice in many of your countries, there's a little postal branch everywhere. It's like a little server everywhere. OK, that infrastructure allowed human beings to communicate, et cetera. So 1997, when I saw social media companies growing and I saw email volume overtake, I said, this is very dangerous. And I said, you guys need to have a public infrastructure. Why? Because if you open a letter, anyone and you read someone's letter, it's a 22 month sentence in prison, 22 years. year. People say, oh, we're going to do this encryption, encryption. Every time an encryption comes along, you get a better computer that can break the encryption. You have to have laws which make people responsible. In fact, the United States Postal Service actually had a police force. All right. The reason I'm giving you this was that the First Amendment, the ability for people to communicate was achieved at people at skin in the game. Dinesh D'Souza would never have fought for the First Amendment. He would have been supporting the crown at the time, same with Tucker Carlson, same with Charlie Kirk. At that time, we would have been fighting our movement. I guarantee you those guys. And we'll get back to that, what they're doing right now, censoring our lawsuit. The conservative grifters in the United States, quote unquote, grifters are the old school, but they're acting like though, they care about free speech. Okay. So to the point here, right. So the First Amendment is very, very powerful, okay? Free speech equal free reach. Elon Musk is now saying free speech does not equal free reach, all right? So where are we right now? Where we are right now is that we are divided by the left and the right. The left, by the way, the left doesn't believe in free speech. They believe it should be restricted and we should go back to the old crown model of Europe and the UK. They only believe certain people should be able to speak, at least outwardly. Now, the right claims that they support free speech, but in reality, they're also elitist. They want to be gatekeepers of free speech when it's blessed by them, when it's revealed. But when the truth is revealed by them, they'll allow it. Our lawsuit exposed the government censorship infrastructure three years ago, but it didn't get the blessings of Tucker Carlson, Matt Talibi, Glenn Green. So they didn't release it, you see? So they want free speech when they will release it. Very, very important to understand. So what we now are back to is free speech for the elites because they don't want a marketplace of ideas. They don't want everyone here, as Suresh was sharing, as John was sharing, they don't want everyone here to know that you are a powerful human being, You and that you can have this very deep connection with your creator, that means you have to take responsibility. That means you have to stand up on your own two feet. That means you have to raise the sword and fight at the right time. Not watch, ooh, what is Trump gonna do? What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? Bow down to false gods. Those are false gods. The kingdom of heaven is within you, okay? And you're supposed to connect with that and you're supposed to act. And when you bow down, oh, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? You're bowing down to false gods. It's the devil, frankly. You're attacking your own soul when you do that. You become soulless. You become helpless. So this is ultimately a very deep, you can call it a spiritual battle. But I'm laying this out so we connect heaven and earth here. So it's not, oh, I'm going to wait for the Messiah to come. Jesus died for my sins and... I should just wait for him to do shit. Bullshit. I don't believe he ever said that. I think that's bullshit. Okay? And you can, if you're a Christian, we can have a longer discussion on that. Just like the Hindu religion says, oh, you are, have to clean toilets all your life because that is God's will. You're at that level. Bullshit. Okay? All bullshit. The caste system. So all these great teachings got manipulated to flip them on their head to say, oh, bow down to this, bow down to that, but never stand up on your own two feet. Okay? Okay? He who shall not work shall not be fed, Thessalonians, okay? That's the reality. And every great teacher taught that. You have to stand up on your own two feet. Now, the First Amendment gave people the the formal ability to do that after many, many centuries of oppression, okay? And that was quite profound, deeply, deeply profound. So what has happened? The elites never wanted to give that. Tucker Carlson... The little preppy little white boy who hangs out with Hunter Biden doesn't want to give Dr. Shiva, who came from below, when he exposed a lawsuit, because he will be the false god. He gets to do it. But he'll talk about free speech. That's not free speech. Okay, and we need to understand this. Now, when you break this down and we go a little bit deeper, I want to share with you the reality And I have this in the book, System and Revolution, that all of you should take time to read, because what you will find out is a concept of the center and is a complete human-made devil concept, the concept of a center, the center of the universe, the earth, right? There is no center, guys. Even the entire solar system rotates around, moves around the Milky Way, which moves around something. It keeps going on. There is no center. The truth is all great things come from the edges. All great things come from below. So this concept of above, right? Coming things from above and the center all grows back to this very fucked up concept of even God. Okay? There's a central point. It's everywhere. It's pervasive. And that's why the riddle comes in. You are God, yet you are not God. It's a very interesting riddle, and you should think about it, okay? But the point is that there is no center. In fact, all great things come from the edges, which is everyday people busting their ass, taking action, courageous action with skin in the game. That is where all great things have always come from. And the elites have to keep saying, oh, no, you go to MIT, or you go to Harvard, or you become part of Fox News, or... You become this, and then, or you become a billionaire, right? Or you become Elon Musk. This is very, very fucked up. And they brainwash people, and people start asking very fucked up questions. Ooh, what is what is Trump going to do? What is Biden going to do? The question is, what the fuck are you going to do? And that question should be center right between your third eye, wherever you want to put it, right between your soul. What? Are you, and that is what this movement is about. Our movement is reconnecting you back to you. We're just providing the infrastructure, the science, so you understand this, the community, the technology, so we can commune back to understand that and whatever, you know, form of creator that you want to have. Okay. But it's about you connecting with that. The invention of the email, and this is very personal, took place at the edges. It didn't occur in the center at MIT. It didn't occur at the military. It didn't occur at the big industry. It didn't occur by big academia. It took place by me, a 14-year-old kid who just stepped off the boat from India seven years before, worked my butt off as a seven-year-old kid, worked until three in the morning, had some amazing other people, my parents, some school teachers, some infrastructure, all bottoms up. And in that environment, in one of the poorest cities in the United States, in Newark, New Jersey, where nothing is supposed to come out of, That's where email, it came from the shit. It's like, you know, they say the lotus flower always blooms in the shit. I don't know if you've seen it. If you go to India, you'll see all the shit and there's a beautiful lotus flower. That is where all great things come from. It comes from the earth, bottoms up. That's where the invention of email came from. When that truth, and by the way, the truth is so magnificently black and white. I wrote all the code. I have the paperwork. I have the actual copyright. And no one bothers to ask, why did a 16-year-old kid file for a copyright? That's never. But I did that. And credit matters. Credit matters because credit should always go, because what you'll find is all great things came from below. So these same people don't want to give credit, not because of some ego, but because they don't want to say where all great things come from. But if you go to people in Hollywood, ooh, my name needs to be first. Nobel Prize. Pulitzer Prize. My first name here. All the elites talk about their credit. But when you try to say, I did this. Oh, no, 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 no. Crystal, why do you want credit? Why are you being so egotistical? You see what I'm saying? Credit for them, but not for thee. Why? Because they don't want to show the true origin of where things come from. They come from hardworking people, bottoms up. And they have train people to forget this. So therefore the invention of email is such a powerful story because I didn't talk about it. I did all the work. When it went into the Smithsonian, 33 years later, the number one museum, people called me an asshole, a dick, a fraud, a curry stained Indian who should be hanged. 2011. And you know what? Not one Indian said anything because Indians are told to be helpless little slaves. Ooh, uh, yeah, a white guy must have created email. Yes, there's no fucking way a brown dude. And these are Indians. Oh, only Elon Musk can do that. Only Trump can do that. A white guy, there. I, as a poor white person, could never achieve that. You see? It's really fucked up. It's the devil. That is the devil to me. But the problem with the invention of email was that I had all the facts and I went to MIT. You see, if I didn't have MIT, I would have been screwed. I was able to use their weapon against them. And we exposed it. Now let's talk about what's going on right now. The same attempt that they attempted to suppress the invention of email. Why? Because it came from below. Is the same thing that's going on right now with the discovery which I discovered, which our movement put out there about. The censorship infrastructure, it was our hard work. Many of you on this call, some of you, Jenny Smith in Florida helped us getting donations. It was, you know, Crystal came from Nebraska. We had thousands and thousands of people in 2020 who built the bottoms up movement for truth, freedom, health. And that was manifested in our U.S. Senate campaign. Okay. It was a movement, bottoms up we got 50 cents, a dollar, it was bottoms up. And I was a face of that movement, okay? And that movement galvanized, inspired people all over the state of Massachusetts, which is the first state that was really set up where all the British came, and it blew that all up. Oh my God, We, we galvanized the working people in this country. In Massachusetts, not only Massachusetts, many people outside of this country will tell you, Jenny will tell you, that's how she came to know, Crystal will tell you, people in India, all over the world, people saw us running our campaign for Truth, Freedom, Health, and we were on the verge of winning that campaign on September of 2020 on a landslide, and boom, the election gets stolen from us. We won in the only hand counted paper county, to an invisible guy who supposedly no one even knew. We had 30,000, 20,000 lawn signs. How did that happen? Our movement then, many of you, Heather is on here, John, others, wrote all these FOIA requests. We discovered that they deleted our ballot images. Our movement did that. Not Fucker Carlson, not Kerry Lake, not the Republican National Committee. We did that, all of you involved here. We did it. And when we did that, no one wanted to cover our news, why? Because we were doing it independently. It wasn't being done by the Republicans, it wasn't being done by the Democrats, it wasn't being authorized, anointed by some nonprofit like the ACLU, we did it. And that movement is the one that filed a lawsuit which I represented myself and we discovered that the government of the United States has established a backdoor portal to private companies to silence speech. Because when I expose this, the government contacted Twitter to silence me. This is a grossest violation of free speech. And in the middle of all these Twitter files, not one word about our lawsuit, not one word. Same thing, like the invention of email. Why? Because we started building a movement and we discovered that. And we discovered the violation of the First Amendment. In what? freaking universe, is it conceivable that you can plagiarize other people's work and not give credit? When did that become okay? And the reason they're doing this is because they're afraid of our movement, which you people are hearing about. Because as John said, as Suresh said, we're not Republican, we're not Democrat, we're you and you're me. We're building a bottoms up movement. And we are the ones who expose the censorship. We're the ones in 2019 who exposed the vaccine issue. And we're the ones who won the major stopping the vaccine mandate in 2020, January, when Kennedy was saying, oh no, 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 you shouldn't protest. We should negotiate with the Democrats. Our movement did that. And then he tried to silence us and we exposed him. We gave Trump a long shot, then we exposed him. Why do we keep exposing these false gods? Because that's what they are. And if you're for truth, you have to expose them. I did an interview yesterday with a guy called Sam Tripoli. And I was hitting Joe Rogan. He goes, oh, why are you hitting Joe? Joe's a good friend of mine. Turns out he depends on Joe for money. Joe made his career. So he's a slave to Joe Rogan. We're not slaves. Our movement stands on its own two freaking feet. So when I started exposing Elon, oh, why are you attacking Elon? He's doing this. Really? Wake the fuck up. He owns SpaceX, which is where government ends and where SpaceX begins. Nobody knows. They put up 3,500 satellites, which spy on all of us right now. How do you get 3,500 satellites up? If you, if I want to go build, if I want to go add an addition to my building, I got to go suck up to the government official in the city. Simple thing. If, if Jamie wants to do a welding, he's got to go get a permit. How does somebody get 3,500 satellites up without being a member of the government? That's what Elon Musk is. It's like people need to wake the F up. Like, wake up, go talk to any of your friends, an electrician, a building contractor. How did you get that building contract over there? How did you get that permit? Oh, I had to in India you have to go pay off the government officials. It's total corruption, right? But you have to deal with government. Well, you didn't put those 3500 satellites up on your own, Elon. You're like this with government. In fact, you got 7 billion dollars from them. And then you go to Tesla. Tesla entire profitability is based on 2.5 billion dollars in subsidies and 1.5 billion dollars in carbon credits from the government. Then you go to Twitter. Twitter exists because of that backdoor portal because if they remove it overnight, he's gonna be branded a publisher and the valuation of Twitter will go from 40 billion down to 10 billion. They are all slaves to the government, but that is not what, what the whole goal was. You were supposed to be connected to your creator and it was about you becoming a free human being. So we're the ones who discovered that, our movement discovered it, two years later, oh my God, we've discovered the censorship. Are you kidding me? So then we have to get up again, just like we exposed the elections and then the pandemic and all those things, now we have to expose this nonsense. But our movement's gotta do it. But the great news is that over the last four or five years, as our movement has built, They're not able to get away with it because the day they try to steal our credit. On October 30th, if you remember when the intercept tried to do it, boom, all you guys went up and you started attacking them. And then we wrote an article exposing Musk. And those guys got scared on December 3rd. Someone asked Musk, hey, Dr. Shiva's lawsuit exposed it. What are you going to do? He goes, oh, that sounds like big brother. Let me dig into it. Well, God knows where he's digging. So all of our movement is the actual real force. So they're over here, guys, this swarm of bullshit, Tucker Carlson, left wing, right wing, and everyone's fucking each other. Sorry to use these words, but I just wanna give you the visual. They're really one incestuous group. By the way, Hunter Biden just got the same lawyer as Jared Kushner's lawyer. You see, they're all one big swarm. And I've been to their parties. I used to be among these groups. They all hang out together. On the east side of New York, they all hang out at Nobu in Malibu. They all hang out at the faculty club at MIT and Harvard. Same group of people. And I hate them all because they're all elitist scumbags. They believe they're better than you. And that is why they will never, they didn't want to talk about the invention of email, bottoms up. It didn't come from them. They don't want to talk about our lawsuit, what we did and what we won, because it's bottoms up. They can't control us. And that is powerful. That has never existed before in history because typically when people start rising up, bottoms up, oh, you got to be a Democrat. The union guy will help you. No, 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 follow Trump. In fact, after we exposed everything, suddenly Stephen Miller, Trump's former head, she goes, oh my God, we've discovered this backroom portal. And then Trump two hours later says, yes, vote for me and I will destroy that portal. What a... Motherfucker, I gave him the documents on November when I met with him. So these people are false gods. And these words that I use, these curse words are the right words to describe them. That is what you should use openly, freely, and tell your kids to use them against them too. Train them to be warriors. Don't tell them, oh, Johnny should not use curse words. Let me tell you something. Truth is bitter. Bitter makes you strong. Let me give you the biological example. Your body has 25 receptors for bitter foods, only one receptor for sweet foods. So any bloody idiot who says, oh, Dr. Sheba, you could win more flies with honey, you need to slap them upside the head. You know what you do when you give people honey and sugar? You make them fat, dumb, and lazy. When you give bitter, the liver works better. It detoxifies them, detoxes. It's all bullshit brainwashing. Yeah, curse at these people. Show your anger. It is natural. Expose them. And that is when you're standing up and you're, and you're telling the truth. And you can go read the Bible if you're a Christian. Christ wasn't some namby-pamby guy who said, oh, yeah, hit me on this cheek. Hit me here. Bullshit. Bull bullshit. And if you're a Christian preaching that, you're not a a Christian, and we can have a debate on that. Because I know more Christianity than more Christians. Okay? The bottom line is we're supposed to stand up on our own two feet. We're supposed to connect with that thing within us, which is never dies. Call it God, whatever you want to call it. And we're supposed to do our duty here on this planet while we're here. In this very small little fraction of a second. To... When I believe when Christ said that the meek will inherit the earth, he was saying all the idiots will stay here on earth. And the warriors will get to go to heaven. Bullshit. We're not supposed to be meek. We're supposed to be warrior scholars. We're supposed to become enlightened human beings. And we're supposed to grow beyond ourselves. And like that riddle goes, you're God, you're not God. That's the whole mission here. So how do we do that? Well, we have to have the ability to speak freely and we have to fight for that. Those people who saw our lawsuit, saw us winning, we were in the trenches fighting, okay? They didn't give us air cover. It was like that movie Gladiator. If you ever see Russell Crowe's finishing the war, then the son comes in on his horse. Oh, yeah, father, I'm here. And the father says, well, the war is over. The battle has been won already. Where the hell were you? We fought the battle. We were winning. Now they're coming in two years later because they don't have any skin in the game, guys. All these people on the call here, except maybe there's some CIA agents now listening to us or from Elon Musk, forget them. And most of them are incompetent, so it doesn't matter because they just do it for the money. But the 57 people here, look to these people, ask Nikki Darwin what what, what her stories, or Eugenio or Jenny Smith or Tom Laurenti. These are your people, not fucking Donald Trump who's selling cards and made $4.5 million. Wake the fuck up. That's what our movement does. And it's waking you up back to you. Eat some bitter truths. Heal yourself. That's what this is about. And we're giving people the opportunity so you can be leaders, so you can articulate this. So it's not just me. I'm a catalyst. It's been my life mission to put this together, which we've done, the courses, the community, the technology, and it's become a full-time, another full-time job plus the other full-time job that I had, and I love doing it. And there's a lot of people here who have full-time jobs and they love doing it, because they know this is the essence of what gives them the spirit to do their full-time job. So that's what we've created here. We've created a movement, and built it for all of you and it's our gift. So those of you who are new, recognize that you have the structure, you have a community and you can figure out from a scientific basis, how the universe works. That's called the Foundations of Systems course. That's included. We have books, some people learn from books. We give you software tools so you can understand how these physical laws occur in your body. So you break away from following this diet guru or that diet guru. You start becoming your own guru. You see, you're reconnecting back to you. Then you get the ability to teach people. Then we've created a whole environment where we want you to get off your butts. Don't just be watching videos and sharing videos. Get off your butts like Kinara does. Go hand out a flyer. Like Suresh does, write an article. Mark helped us translate something. Do something. Contribute to this. Because it is the only force on the planet that has figured it all out. There's no other force. Don't talk to us about other movements. Tell them to get their butts over here. They didn't spend 50 years figuring this shit out. We have. And you have seen the fruits of our work every time we were two to three years ahead. Had people followed us in 2019, 2020, we could have averted this pandemic lockdown nonsense. All these grifters came two years later. We're the ones who did the fire Fauci campaign. They didn't, I didn't see any of these people there. They came two years later writing books. Now, why are we able to do that? Because we can see the future because we understand the science of systems which allows us to see the interconnections. It becomes very easy. I can tell you right now that what's gonna happen right now because you can interconnect what's going on with the carbon tax movement, with the cryptocurrency and the centralization of banks And what you find is Elon Musk is right at the center of that. Whether you are on Twitter, whether you're on Tesla, whether you're on your boat or your plane using a Starlink satellite, you're in Elon Musk's world, which is directly connected to the government. How dare people call this fool their liberator? It's like calling Lucifer your liberator. You have to have your head checked. So if anyone thinks Elon Musk is their liberator, either they're delusional or they're just dumb or they're part of that infrastructure, which is why all of these people are promoting him. By the way, do you know that in any insurance, if you buy a house, you know, all these people buy beautiful beachfront homes. Have you ever looked? There's no disclaimer saying. Every bank still lets you buy a home on the beach. They don't say, ooh, climate change is going to come. I'm not going to give you a 30-year mortgage. Is anyone saying that? So Elon Musk, AOC, Elizabeth Warren, everyone's into the the most bogus scientific bullshit on the planet that CO2 is affecting temperature. It is the most biggest bullshit. And using, by the way, Canada just very quietly just passed a law that in the next five years, everything has got to be electric vehicles. Who does that benefit? So, and by the way, he didn't create Tesla. He bought it and then forced them to put his name as a founder. Okay? Guy's an actor. So Tesla is about electric cars using batteries made by the subjugation of poor African young kids in cobalt mines. No one talks about that. All these liberals ride around in them. At the end of the day, the entire climate change scam is to make sure all of us on this call, all 57 of us, will eventually have a line item called a carbon tax. And then in order to offset that, you'll have to get carbon credits, which is a finite number of them, which will start to escalate in price. Well, guess who owns all the carbon credits? The governments and a few people. So carbon tax leads you to carbon credits. Now you take carbon credits and you merge them with digital currency, centralized banks. You have total slavery because what you'll end up having is these phones will be connected to your bank account. Nigeria right now is forcing people to use digital. You can only take out $100 cash. That's where this is going. So you have digital currency, centralized banks, carbon tax. And Elon Musk is right in the center of all of that. And again, just like we predicted the pandemic and the lockdowns, just like we predicted the big tech, our movement's doing it again. We're always two to three, four years, this time 20 years ahead. Because we can understand the concepts of systems. So to those of you who are new, I welcome you. That was essentially my preamble to let you know where we're at why we're doing this. And the big takeaway is this is about you becoming a human being, not a slave, not a robot. It's about you, you, you. And you have to decide whether you wanna be a slave or a human. You have to decide whether you want freedom or slavery. And then you have to then get really wise. You have to say, you know what? Yeah, Dr. Sheep has criticized that. It's not about criticizing everyone. What he's saying is we should go back to me. And then we have a vehicle for you to engage yourself and start doing stuff. And we'll keep expanding that as our movement evolves, as our educational process evolves. That's what we've created. So I encourage all of you to, A, if you're new, go to Truth, Freedom, and Health, take the course, and we'll walk you through what that involves shortly, okay? All the details and all the mechanics of that. If you're already started taking the course, take it more times. Every Tuesday, I think every other Tuesdays, I'm doing an interaction where we talk about concepts. So you get the professor, we work together, and there's others who join us. So I want you to really understand. These are very powerful concepts. I used to teach this course at MIT. I discovered many of these concepts. But we literally figured out the science of how you build a movement, no different than the science of building an airplane, the science of building a thermonuclear reactor. That's what this is. But you have to be serious about it. We had some guy, oh, yeah, I took the course once, I, I'm i done. No, you're, you're an unconscious incompetent. You have to be a little bit monk-like. You have to be a little bit disciplined. You have to study this stuff. Otherwise, you will be fooled over and over and over and over again. So we've set up that environment. And it takes a lot of time and effort. But all of us doing this love doing this because we know this is what needs to be done for the future of our humanity, really. So we have the course. We have those modules we'll talk about. We've also set up a way now we want, not only do we want people taking the course and being part of it, and we have a lot of people doing that, but we want to create other leaders geographically. We're 95 countries and 360,000 people. But what we don't have is we don't have enough people who can, for example, in a particular region, ideally in every state in the United States every Region in Europe, you have someone who's the local teacher who learns this. They bring other people and they have the model learn, teach, and serve. That's where we want to go to because an enlightened mind can't be fooled. So, how do we judge our victory? Suresh is a victory. John Medlar is a victory. Jason Long is a victory. Kinnar is a victory. Heather Burden is a victory. You know, Crystal Ellis is a victory. They have gone through that process where they broke free. And I call the last breakage of freedom is when you start calling out the false gods. And you actually have to, some people have convulsions in their body. (laughs) Oh my God, you're attacking Robert Kennedy. He says so many good things. Oh my God, you just attacked Mahatma Gandhi. Well, Martin Luther King, because you have to go through and find out that the process of the elites, they have a system first. When bottoms up movements come, they conceal it, step one. Step two, they release a little piece of it. And then step three, the final piece of their subjugation is they bring a false god in who tries to take over those movements. But they surely don't want that movements to expand bottoms up. Civil rights movement in the United States was growing bottoms up. People's names who we don't even know who got their faces bitten off by dogs and legs and all this kind of stuff. And then they had these Uncle Toms come in and say, oh yeah, I'm leading the movement. And then when people started to grow beyond that, they dropped in Martin Luther King is a buddy with the kennedys like this same thing in india so we're breaking a lot of the sacred cows here by saying this but it's the truth and what those people did was they actually stopped the natural development so black people in the united states never really got infrastructure in the inner cities or or poor whites they stopped that they in fact made blacks and whites fight with affirmative action in india the movement was growing they parachuted in this fool called gandhi and then what did he do He suppressed the natural movement. He transferred power from white men with crowns to brown men with white hats. And corruption went on for India for another 100 years. And we're seeing that right now. And so our movement gets wise. And we will defend the bottoms up movements always. And as long as we can do that, they're screwed. Because they have the left wing and the right wing, the right wing and the left wing. And our movement is really enlightening people to a world that should be where people are taking responsibility for the world they live in. And that's what we're doing. And there are three things I want to end up with. What you realize is that truth combined with action is a movement. That's a movement. Truth combined with action. But if you have people just talking truth all day, truth all day, and you'll see these people on the internet, oh my God, Jeffrey Epstein. There's a woman called Whitney Webb or Noam Chomsky. And the people sending these idiotic videos. Well, she's part of the, part of the intelligence agencies because they release so much truth. You say, well, oh my God, see? But they don't tell you to build a movement. And then there's people who go do crazy shit, take guns and do this and start shooting people. They do action without truth. That's called terrorism. So here you have the misleaders and here you have terrorism. But when you combine truth with action, that's a movement. And then you have another version of it where they give you half truths. and But then they want you to, what is Trump going to do? They want you to be lazy. And that's for the lazy people. They, that's for the fat, dumb, and lazy people who always want to outsource their future to a false God. You see, so they have it figured out. But they do not want truth combined with action. That's what truth, freedom, and health is. And such a movement has never existed before. And anytime it came up... Malcolm X was about to start doing that, you know, but it was only one of him. He was too late by the time he figured this stuff out, okay? So the advantage we have is we figured it out, we've created the infrastructure, and it's it's more than just me, and we're educating people. So it's quite exciting, it's extraordinary, and nothing like this has existed on the planet before. And that is why I feel so positive about what's gonna happen, because we exist, you exist, and one of you who gets this is like a nuclear nuclear weapon, like a fusion reactor, because no one can fool you. And you'll go educate other people, you'll be critical. You will start learning how to articulate this and that's the movement.